Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. It's time for us to dive into the ramifications from fantasy standouts on Monday Night Football. Naturally, we'll also get you ready for Thursday Night Football, which is coming soon. And the baseball season, in terms of the regular season, is coming to a close. We've got two games left for most teams. Of course, the Mets and uh, Nationals got rained out, so they got to play two games today. But Davis, uh, we'll get into last night's game, I'm sure, quite a bit. Unfortunately, uh, another primetime dud, I guess, is probably the best way to say it. I, I mean, I'm having trouble getting through some of these these night games in the NFL. I got to get this thing fixed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of like a happenstance of the NFL. There's, there's just a lot more variance when teams are passing so much. And, I mean, you know, that game, that game really could have gone the other way. The Jimmy Garoppolo touchdown pass to Debo Samuel, he sailed that high which allowed Debo to make an adjustment. The defensive back thought he had a pick six because, you know, if Jimmy throws that ball low, it's going the other way. Debo mm-hmm. then, you know, goes full grown man, scores a 57-yard touchdown. Like, I I mean, in the end, the Rams end up getting boat raced in the final score. Stafford throws a pick six, and uh, generally the Rams look pretty bad. But, it you know, it could it could have gone the other way. And definitely some very interesting uh, fantasy usage notes from that game for us moving forward, yep. no doubt about it. Yep, and we'll get to that in our fantasy standouts coming up. But here are our headlines as we begin the show here on this Tuesday. The 49ers dominated the Rams for the most part on Monday Night Football. Davis is right. The Rams did have the ball with a chance to tie in the fourth quarter. So I, I guess there was, you know, some something to be said for a game. Hey, Ben Simmons back on the court. So is Kawhi Leonard. They make their return last night. The NBA preseason is underway. Tony La Russa will not return as manager of the Chicago White Sox next season. He's going to retire for what he's calling health issues. My guess is this is the final time he's already in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And then Javante Williams suffered not only a torn ACL, Davis, but a torn LCL. And as we were talking about on the show yesterday, perhaps Mike Boone, who's going to be the hot name on the waiver wire, uh, may be the pickup, may not be, but the Broncos made another move yesterday and something tells me that the other move that they made may end up having a bigger impact kind of knowing how this guy's career has gone yeah so they signed Latavius Murray off of the Saints practice squad Latavius Murray gets a little bit of action over there in London scores a touchdown he reverts back to the practice squad after that game of course anyone on a practice squad can be claimed by another team if you sign them to your active roster uh they they decided to end up going and doing that and I, I mean Unfortunately, I think we are now probably looking at three guys playing in the Denver Broncos backfield, which is, I mean, that's the worst, right? Any backfield where it's just two guys, both guys can have value pretty much, you know, because every team gives about 20 to 25 touches per game to the running backs, almost regardless of game script and, you know, total offensive plays. But when you got three guys in there and three guys who kind of all do the same thing, like what is really the functional difference between Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray? What's really the functional difference between Mike Boone and Melvin Gordon? Like there's not really one. It's not as if we say, okay, this guy's a battering ram. This guy's the third down back. Like I guess Gordon's probably the most qualified to be a third down back. That was actually the way they were using Melvin Gordon before Javante Williams got injured. Going back and look at that week one game against the Seahawks. Melvin Gordon was playing all the third downs, even though Javante got all those targets. 
I, moving forward, would rank them Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, Latavius Murray. But, I mean, I, you got to spend on all of them. If you happen to play in a really shallow league while Melvin Gordon is out there, you're spending on him. If you're playing in deeper 12-teamers, you know, these high-stakes leagues, million dollars to first place, you're bidding a lot on Mike Boone. And, I mean, I think you're also probably bidding uh, a couple a couple fab bucks on Latavius Murray as well. Yeah, and, and we're going to cover the waiver wire tomorrow, but it feels like uh, now the situation in Atlanta becomes a better situation than the one in Denver. I know that I'm seeing a lot of social media debate as Boone versus Algier on on Atlanta. Um, he was picked up in my leagues last week, so, I mean, he may not even be available in a lot of leagues, Dave. Yeah, I would assume Algier is probably already owned in most competitive leagues at this point. He was already he was already getting some carries. I mean, it's possible that he had been dropped simply because the the Falcons have not been a very good team. So how much is a guy who we don't expect to catch that catch that many passes going to do? Uh, but then like the same deal for uh, Caleb Huntley, who is the other guy who is getting touches for them. I mean, honestly, I think probably the most exciting guy to add on the Falcons right now. It's got to be Desmond Ritter because Mariota started brightly in week one and then has been horrible. And I think Arthur Smith showed us that he feels the same way because after Mariota threw an interception against the Browns, they ran 14 straight times, ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. I would bet if I went to go dig through the uh, the play logs this year, I would wager 14 straight runs the most rushing plays in a row this season. Um, Arthur Smith, uh, I, I think, sooner rather than later, we are going to see Desmond Ritter playing. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I think the Giants may have done that, too, when they lost both quarterbacks last week. I'm not they were running yep. the Wildcat there for a while. I mean, maybe not 14. That does seem high. But I, I think Mariota completed seven total passes in that game. But I, I got to say, Atlanta's been better than I thought. I mean, Davis, they're playing okay. I mean, they're not terrible. I mean, somehow they're winning these games. They're playing a last-place schedule, obviously. But I thought Atlanta could be like three and 14 and I don't have them pegged as that anymore they seem to be decent at the very least but you're right Ritter definitely in especially these super flex leagues got to jump on that in the redraft no doubt because he could end up playing at some point this season for sure all right coming up next fantasy standouts from the 49ers and Rams a disappointing night for the Rams to say the least but pretty solid night for Jimmy G uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Debo Samuel we'll get into it next when we return here on fantasy sports today on Tuesday so stay on the grid we'll be back after the event don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on the Sports Grid. The San Francisco 49ers take out the Los Angeles Rams. I was stunned, Davis, to see that they have beaten them in the regular season seven straight times. I didn't realize that last night. So I guess you could say they own them uh, to a degree. But, uh, you know, naturally, I, I guess when we run through the fantasy standouts, uh, 
you know, saved that game that the 49ers, I don't know what happened in that game against the Bears that they lost. They probably, I mean, first game of the season is probably the only explanation I have for it. But, you know, right now, rest of the way, I mean, the Rams probably more talented. But, I mean, how do you go against the 49ers winning the division from this point forward? They already have that win, and they seem to be the better football team. I don't know. I mean, the the way that I would go against it is I would say that there's just always a chance that Jimmy G, you know, kind of rears his ugly head. Every team in this division is two and two. Um you know, I, I don't think I don't no, I don't really believe in the Cardinals. I mean, more so, I just don't really believe in Cliff. Um, I, I know that I know that I bet on them this last week uh, uh, against the Carolina Panthers. But I, I would still probably say the Rams. I mean, I just I just don't believe in Jimmy G. I just I just really don't. And, you know, maybe that'll cost me. And maybe uh, because the NFC is so weak, they'll end up, you know, going to the Super Bowl or whatever. But for me, uh, I, I just I think the Rams are better maybe, and maybe they're not. The Allen Robinson thing is a huge problem for the Rams because their offense is so one-dimensional. Like, they, they got to get something from Allen Robinson, or you're right, the 49ers are way better. Yeah, I mean, look, well, Woods was very underrated with the Rams. I think we're finding that out uh, right now for sure. With him gone, they just haven't – they don't have another option. All right, let's go through the fantasy standouts. We'll start with the 49ers last night. Now, remember, if you started their defense, that was a good call by Davis on their defense at the beginning of the season. I'm still riding that. They scored a touchdown last night. They've been pretty good at the start of the season. I'm going to keep using them. Uh, Garoppolo, 239 passing yards, also three rushing yards and one touchdown. Jeff Wilson Jr. is the primary ball carrier for the 49ers until Elijah Mitchell comes back maybe later this season. 74 rushing yards and one score. Debo Samuel looked like last year's Debo. Five or uh, six receptions, 115 and a touchdown. Quiet game as usual for Brandon Ayuka. An even quieter game for George Kittle. My goodness, the tight end story just continues there. Uh, I thought that with uh, Jimmy G that Kittle would, would break out a little bit. The only thing I can kind of surmise here from Kittle, he's not 100% healthy because, I mean, usually you don't see these sort of line scores for him after games. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it is health. I just think that the 49ers are are such a conservative offense. You know, they just really don't throw the ball. They have thrown the 29th most passes in the NFL, the Panthers, the Patriots, the Browns, you know, some of these other teams that we expected to be really conservative. Uh, I mean, for example, the uh, after after what we just saw from the Atlanta Falcons, where they we were just talking about, they ran 14 straight times. The 49ers only have 10 more passing attempts than the Atlanta Falcons. Like, they really are just playing so slowly and so conservatively in these games. Uh, anytime the 49ers get pushed, I think we're going to see better games from Brandon Ayuk, better games from George Kittle. And, uh, I mean, I would love if Shanahan would open things up. Honestly, though, for, for fantasy, feels a little bit unjust that Jimmy gets credited with a passing touchdown on that Debo play, doesn't it? I mean, Debo did 99.9% of the work. You know, adjust to the bad throw by Jimmy. Makes, like, what, like six guys miss. Ayuk and Kittle are down the field blocking. like, and Which I guess is really the entire thesis behind why people wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback of this team and not Trey Lance because it just doesn't really matter who's delivering passes back there. You know, it feels like this team could win 10 games with Bailey Zappi at, uh, at quarterback pretty much. Yeah. All right, let's go over to the the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And, and let's be honest, through four weeks of the season, Matthew Stafford has not looked good at all. Uh, you know, look, there's certainly a chance that he just turns it around immediately. He's probably, you know, potentially headed toward the Hall of Fame. But Davis, when it ends for a quarterback, it just sort of ends. I don't think it's ended for Stafford, but I got to be honest, hasn't looked great. Threw a pick yesterday, pick six, key one for him. Uh, running back situation has been an absolute nightmare for the Rams. Daryl Henderson looked really good the first week. He's done nothing since. Cam Akers has had one good game out of four. I don't know what they're doing with these running backs with the Rams. Cooper Cup, if you bet Cooper Cup's over on his receiving yards, Davis, 15 games, last 15, I think he probably won all 15 games, man. This guy just goes over 100 every single game. And FanDuel can't make it high enough. And then Tyler Higby, talk about a great week. How about, how about having Tyler Higby down like 10 points thinking, ah, oh, I'm done. And this guy puts up a 17 last night. I mean, incredible. I was up 26 on Tyler Higby in a high stakes league on the, on the FFPC where tight ends get a point and a half per reception. And I was like, oh yeah, we got this locked in the bag. You know, we don't even really need to sweat this. And I, I believe in the end, we only won by three points. Like it was, it was just wow. extremely close. Um, I mean, Higby has been the obvious beneficiary of Allen Robinson not being able to get open. Uh, if you look at NFL next-gen stats, all players who qualify, I believe over 100 players 
qualify for enough routes run. Allen Robinson is the third worst player in the NFL in terms of yards per separation, 0.6 yards of separation on his targets. The only players worse than him, Arizona Cardinals, A.J. Green, Carolina Panthers, Shy Smith. Guy, guy can't get open. Anytime Matt Shepard tries to throw to him, he's having to push it into a really tight window. It's absolutely killing the Rams offense, as is the fact that they can't really run the ball either. Malcolm Brown rising from the dead. Of course, we remember Malcolm Brown used to be on the Rams when uh, he was splitting time with Todd Gurley, kind of helped Todd Gurley come back from that knee injury. They signed him off the street. He spent uh, he spent the, the offseason with the Dolphins. And uh, he played in the red zone over Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, which I thought was pretty, I mean, very, very damning for Cam Akers and for Daryl Henderson. Can't, I mean, we just talked about, you can't really have these three-way backfield splits. Um, You know, I guess, I guess just a word of positivity for Matthew Stafford. I mean, he did lead the NFL in interceptions last season and they won the Super Bowl. Stafford is... um, you know, it, it's kind of funny to think of them this way, but Stafford and Jimmy are actually very similar in terms of their outcomes. Like, no one's going to argue Matt Stafford is one of the 10 best quarterbacks. No one's going to argue Jimmy is one of the 10 best quarterbacks. They both play a high-variant style. Jimmy plays the high-variant style with a noodle arm. Stafford plays the high-variant style with a really strong arm. But, you know, Stafford, kind of like kind of like uh, late-stage Brett Favre, where it's like, Favre is going to make some plays that are so bad that you can't even believe a veteran quarterback would make them, but then also create some things out of structure that, you know, your Jimmy Garoppolo's and your Kirk Cousins could never do. McVay is probably not stressing too hard. That would be my guess. My guess would be McVay knows what he has, knows what he needs to do to get to 10 wins. 10 wins will get into the playoffs in the NFC, and then it's single elimination football and anything can happen. Yeah, let's hit Akers for a minute because he's been a hot-button topic for a while now. Came back last year uh, very fast, obviously. I mean, do you you think that this is still an injury with him? How how can a running back like him look so good for, like, I don't know, a six-week period at the end of a season and and look now, like, again, you mentioned, I mean, he's getting passed up from Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I mean, I just would not really be – I mean, Cam Akers is, like, totally left for dead because it it seems like it's a 0% chance he gets the backfield to himself. And probably more concerning is Daryl Henderson is the third down back. He's getting all the – he's got 60% of the short down and distance, which is the equivalent of goal line stuff, and I think 90% of the long down distance, which is, you know, the third third and 11s and stuff, which are – Bad snaps for an offense, but good snaps for running back because they get one catch for six yards, and those really add up over the course of the season. I mean, the 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 real thing is that you're not going to want to start any of these guys until one of the other one gets hurt or gets benched because yeah. they're they're a 50-50 timeshare in an offense that is not giving touches to the running back. No, definitely not. And uh, Henderson, since his uh, good week one, has not looked the same for sure. All right, coming up next, it's time for us to take our first look at rookies in fantasy football here in 2022. And let's be honest, it has not been that pretty. We have yet to have a true rookie breakout star. It's going to be tough to even pick the rookie of the year right now. Is it Dotson maybe on Washington? I don't know. It just has not looked great at the start of the season. So we're going to get into that coming up next. So stay on the grid with us. Then we got some fantasy reality in the Sports Grid 60. And uh, I'll be back with you guys 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire. So stay on the grid for that as well. And also a programming note for me personally, tomorrow is the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur. Davis will be in the house, I believe, with George Kurtz as uh, as I will be off tomorrow. I'll be back with you guys on Thursday. So we'll be right back here on FST. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. FanDuel sort of tells the story, Davis, as far as rookie of the year is concerned. Uh, you know, you have the quarterbacks who are basically not on the grid, as we would say, at all. Uh, Tennessee playing better football, so we're not going to see Malik Willis, I don't think, anytime soon. And naturally, you know, the Burks and the Londons and the guys at the top and, and even Brees Hall have, have been okay, but they haven't been great. I mean, dare I say that overall, looking at the grand scope of things, and it could change before the end of the year, Davis. It could change tomorrow. It could change next week. But thus far, four weeks in, I, I would guess you got to go back probably ten years to say where are the rookies? Like this is this is fantasy production wise. W- would you say that this is the worst production from rookies in a long time? It it feels that way. No, I I I would actually I would actually say the opposite. I would say this rookie class is is exceeding expectations. Drake really? London has uh, Drake London has I believe a thirty three percent target share of the Falcons' offense. Chris Olave leads the NFL in uh air yards he he basically i mean chris Olave is basically uh one bad throw from andy dalton last week he was wide open dalton led him a little bit from leading um i, I think he would have had 360 receiving yards overall had he been able to get that i i'm um i'm kind of encouraged by this year's rookie class i i i was sort of of the mind that you know there wasn't a jamar chase you know just like a, a total breakout wide receiver you know dotson has been really good uh, touchdown every single game. I, I think, I think, I mean, in terms of like fantasy production, probably the biggest difference is that we have not seen, you know, a, a Doug Martin, Jonathan Taylor. We're like a rookie, a, a rookie running back always seems to finish top 10 at the position. It's just kind of the way that it works. And uh, we, we have not seen that yet, but I, I think Brees Hall might be able to get there. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, again, no offense. I mean, we're going to talk about six guys today. And uh, one has one touchdown, one has none. Um, Maybe it's encouraging from watching and going through the advanced stats and next gen. But as far as like production, I mean, could you could you have started Drake London thus far and been happy at wide receiver? Maybe as a flex. Um, I mean, guys may come on at some point. I don't know. I just I just see it uh, differently. Uh, Dotson, without a doubt, has been a startable player and and right now the favorite on FanDuel to win Rookie of the Year. All right, let's just go through it and see if we can figure it out. Um, Okay, let's start with Drake London. And naturally, this kid is going to be a star at some point. Thus far, 18 uh, receptions through four games. So that's about four catches a game. Uh, 231 receiving yards. Two touchdowns on 32 targets for Drake London. Let's, let's kind of go through where you feel he has succeeded thus far. Yeah, 13.8 PPR points per game, better than Amari Cooper, better than Alan Lazard, um, you know, better than Devonta Smith, better than Adam Thielen. Like, I, I think you're I think you're being kind of hard on some of these rookies. Now, the thing that we are going to see with London, and I mean, I think this is true with a lot of rookies is, and just wide receivers in general, his scoring is going to be super volatile because when the Falcons are in close games or when the Falcons are winning, they are definitely going to want to run the ball. I mean, that's like an Arthur Smith thing. That is a Marcus Mariota is my my coach thing. But I, in terms of like how involved a guy is in an off, I mean, Drake London, week one of the of the NFL season was just a starter. I mean, he just played eighty five percent of the snaps for the Falcons. There was no, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson sitting behind Ola B C Johnson style thing going on with the Falcons. They they just put him right out there. And basically, I I would say. I'm pretty comfortable starting London every single week, especially any week where the Falcons are uh, down. And they, they've they gotten through a competitive early part of their schedule. 
they are about to meet the most difficult part of their schedule. Their uh, their upcoming schedule includes games against the 49ers, uh, games against the Buccaneers, games against the Bengals, the Chargers. Like they they are about to get boat raced in some of these games coming up, and I would expect London to be a, a fantasy starter in those games. Yeah, no doubt. And 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 maybe I am being too tough, and and maybe it's just because I don't have any of these guys, and I also haven't played against them in my fantasy leagues. But I do watch all the games, and I and I feel like, uh, you know, other than Dotson, I maybe I feel like I missed something. Now Chris Olave, uh, you know, looks like he has the potential to be a star. The Saints' quarterbacking has just been brutal. Uh, Twenty-one receptions, three hundred thirty-five receiving yards, one touchdown, and the big number here for him is on thirty-six targets, and also. I noticed in watching that game in London, he has the ability to make some really good catches. Like on the sideline, it seems like he has like awareness. He keeps his feet in bounds, and and I would and I would guess Davis is if that the Saints had any you know sort of capable quarterback permanently throwing to him, I think that he could be in good shape. But I just I'm not a, I from the beginning of the season I told you I'm just not a, I was my favorite under of all. I'm just not a believer in the Saints. I'm not a believer in Winston. I'm just not. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, his games with Winston, he had 334 air yards, uh, back-to-back 100-yard games in weeks two and week three. He's ninth in the NFL in receiving yards in total. Um, he is, I believe, uh, he, he is uh, top 10 in the NFL in targets total. Uh, I mean, just looking like a guy who was a huge value, you know, going after. Like, I, like for example, he was going after Sky Moore, another rookie who played for the Kansas City Chiefs, and, like, we just have not seen Sky Moore play on offense as of yet and i would uh, you know the the other thing about drafting rookies is we don't actually really expect them to play that much and to be that good to be guys we're starting early on in the season we kind of expect them to come on later in the season you know and i'm like i'm still ho- definitely holding on to hope for sky Moore. uh but i i i mean i would imagine that alave is basically going to make jarvis landry pretty useless for fantasy and um if, if i had to bet on who scores more fantasy points the rest of the way, Michael Thomas or Alave? I I might even say Alave. I mean, he just like guys always open. I mean, he just I just feel like every time the Saints drop back to pass, Alave is always open, and he was playing through a small injury in that game against uh, the Vikings, so he was only playing on passing downs. They were subbing him out on first down for uh, for Traquan Smith and for tight ends because he but he was only out there for obvious passing downs. So I I think. And I mean, what did you get? Five for 67 and one ended up in that game. Like a pretty good game. All right, let's move on to a guy that we know is going to be great because he's shown it already. And that's Garrett Wilson, who obviously, you know, 39 targets and two touchdowns tells the story. And uh, eventually, if not sooner than later, I mean, he already looks better probably than Elijah Moore. I think that's fair to say. Um, You know, Mims is an afterthought there. Wilson has 20 receptions, 255 yards, two touchdowns on 39 targets. And the numbers are ticking up. So naturally, the future looks very bright for this player in particular. Yeah, I mean, Wilson has, I mean, he's probably he's probably the biggest fantasy story of all the rookies. More fantasy points than Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper. You know, lots of guys who were drafted way ahead of him. And probably uh, is, is, you know, making a lot of people who drafted Elijah Moore in the sixth round pretty upset. He has out-targeted him. He has ran more routes. He has scored more touchdowns. He, like, I mean, guy just looks phenomenal. And um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I mean, I was pretty encouraged by how Zach Wilson looked. You know, I, I expected Zach Wilson against a pretty good Steelers defense, very well coached, you know, Mike Tomlin, great coach, all that stuff. I thought he would just look kind of lost, right? I mean, I just, I just really did not expect him, I mean, certainly to lead a game-winning drive. I mean, you, you would have said last year, Zach Wilson – gets the ball down three points like you'd say like oh he's throwing a pick six to end this or getting strip sacked or something um so i mean wilson and alave i would say right now in your fantasy leagues probably two of the biggest buys on the board for me because i just and if zach wilson can be a b minus nfl quarterback the rest of the way i i literally think wilson can be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver yeah, looks really good, and uh, and who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson is here to stay. Looked really good last game. All right, now, you know, unfortunately not everybody is going to be a star, but uh, George Pickens definitely looks like a player. He just, you know, is not going to have the, the quarterback throwing to him, that's for sure. 11 receptions, 187 yards, just 20 targets. He does not have a touchdown. It was interesting. Somebody called me yesterday, a friend of mine, uh, Dave, was asking a fantasy football question about Deontay Johnson 
And, you know, my answer was like, I don't know. Like, I think this guy could end up being better than Deontay Johnson to me. And maybe I don't know the dynamics of the money, but I mean, Deontay Johnson drops passes. He's playing on a team that's probably not going to win a lot of money. I was like, maybe they'll trade Deontay Johnson somewhere else and Pickens will end up being the guy. But I didn't realize that Claypool obviously was struggling too. And, you know, the dynamic of, of what I guess they thought having three really good wide receivers, I don't know if they have that, but the, the quarterback players got to get better. Maybe Pickett pick will be the help for uh, Pickens. Yeah, so Pickett threw 13 passes. Five of them went to George Pickens. I mean, very small sample, but could mean a little bit of something. Uh, my deal is I just have never believed in Deontay Johnson. Like, he's always had these crazy target shares, led the NFL in drops, you know, two seasons ago. Seems like he's always banged up. Seems like Deontay Johnson literally is always banged up. So, yeah, I would be I would be buying on Pickens for sure. I, I'm just super excited for Kenny Pickett. I mean, really good situation for a rookie quarterback to go into having – Claypool, Deontay, Pickens, and Fryermuth to throw to, I think. All right, and then let's cap it off with uh, with the player that scored the most touchdowns as a rookie, and that's Jahan Dotson, who only has 12 catches, but he's made the most of them, 152 yards. Targets are at 22, so, you know, sort of on the low end, but has scored four times. And and honestly reminds me a little of how Jamar Chase started, uh, Davis, in Cincinnati, and then all, all of a sudden the targets started coming, and then the yards started coming too. You think that's the case with Dotson? Well, I would, but he has a hamstring injury. He's probably going to miss uh, at least a week, probably more. We're going to unfortunately have to see uh, University of North Carolina's Deami Brown return. But I would say if he does get dropped in your league and you have a 3-1, and one, a 4-0 and o team, and you're, it's all about just getting the best possible roster you can have for the playoffs, totally a guy I would add. And, and Dotson, a guy I was wrong about as a prospect, too, did not, did not think he would be very good, so I've been pleasantly surprised by those results. All right, so we'll take a quick time out here on the show, and when we come back next, more fantasy discussion. We got fantasy or reality and the Sports Grid 60, so stay with us right here on the grid. Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock, you're watching Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid, and we're back after these quick messages right after this, so don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once, starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. You can follow us on social media on Twitter. That's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information, and naturally picks against the spread. And the other thing that you want to head on over to is, of course, DailyRoto.com because Davis and his team getting ready for, guess what, the upcoming NBA season. Davis, I mean, you have enough time on your hands here. we got NBA starting in a few weeks. Uh, I know I know NHL is not your thing. It's not mine either. And that's starting up very soon, too. And then to go along with college football and pro football, I guess buckle up, right, for the fall? 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, a tough a tough year, I think, with NBA. I'm definitely playing a little bit of catch up right now. I mean, it it definitely helps that uh, it just doesn't really like I don't need to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. And in fact, I would probably prefer to not watch my favorite team play basketball. We are gonna see, by the way, going to be one of the most amazing years of all time for tanking because of the potential prize at number one and number two of the NBA draft, Victor Wembanyama and uh, Scoot Henderson. These guys are are probably like generational style. Well, people say they are generational picks at uh, at one and two. So we are going to see yeah. you know some mysterious uh, ankle injuries and oh oh Shea Gilders Alexander's knee is really acting up and and uh, you know the the Spurs are entering into the tank races here. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty funny to see some of the guys who play for those teams. Yeah, we will see coming up soon. All right, let's hit it. Time for some fantasy or reality. One fun part about the beginning of the NBA season is you get the projections, how many wins teams are going to get, where they're going to finish in the standings. And naturally, uh, you know, there are a few very divisive players, as we talked about earlier. Kawhi Leonard, absolutely one of them. He's like a plus 20 win guy probably on his team when he plays. And then the other one that we really don't know a ton about because we just haven't seen him play in a while is, of course, Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons is back. He is on the court. He is playing currently, Davis. These are things that we have not been able to say pretty much for over a year. Fantasy or reality, Ben Simmons not only will have a good season for Brooklyn, but he will be an all-star this season. And this is fantasy or reality? Uh, yeah, this is going to be a fantasy because the Eastern Conference is is just too loaded at his position. You know, he's got to be he's got to be a forward, and like the forwards are already locked in starting for the All Star team. You know, Kevin Durant and Giannis are going to be the starting forwards. Then he is going to be competing with uh, you know the Toronto guys, OG Ananobi. Uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton is going to kind of be the. Uh, I think he is going to get. Um, you know, an appearance there as, as the Pacers all-star. Like, I, I don't think Simmons will be flashy enough to make an all-star team. I think that, you know, obviously the presence of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the ball is going to kind of limit his usage. But, I mean, Ben Simmons really could not have picked two more perfect teammates to play next to. Kevin Durant maybe the best. I mean, he is the best shooting seven-footer of all time. No, I don't even know. We'll probably never see another player like Kevin Durant. And Kyrie, when he is on the court, I mean, guy's a phenomenal basketball player. Uh, you know, all the vaccination requirements and all that stuff, it's all gone. You know, you can go to Canada. You, it just, you know, it just it totally doesn't matter anymore. So the only reason Kyrie wouldn't be playing is if he is injured or just doesn't want to play and goes off the reservation or whatever. I think the Nets, I mean, the Nets are, are easily the most interesting team heading into the season of any NBA team because their range of outcomes is so wide. I could see them missing the playoffs. I could see them winning the championship at a canter without breaking a sweat. We'll see. Uh, but I got I got fantasy on All-Star, but I'm super excited to watch him play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I mean, that, I mean, isn't that the big story of the beginning of the NBA season is Durant wanted out, now he's back in. Ben Simmons, he was out, now he's back in. Steve Nash, he gets to stay. I mean, this is going to be a lot of drama at the beginning of the season, I would think. And Ben Simmons was an All-Star, you know, without a doubt. It's just, you know, had the different things that he was dealing with. Now he's back on the court. Uh, I'm with you, though. I would love to go against you, though. I, I got to say fantasy. I mean, it, it would tell you a lot about Ben Simmons if he came out this year and made the All-Star team uh, for the first few months, played fantastic. But after not playing for this long, to think that that could be possible. By the way, new team really never played with his new team and new teammates either. So I, I got fantasy. I'm with you here. I, I just I, I can't do it. I can't see it. All right, uh, New York Yankees and Texas Rangers. If I'm not mistaken, they play, and Brett, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they play a doubleheader today in uh, in Texas, I think. Okay. A 2 o'clock game and a night game. Uh, they've already announced that one of the games at Globe Life is going to be uh, roof closed, Davis, and then, the, then one of the games are going to have it open. Um, you know, this is obviously because of postponements, I guess, at the beginning of the season because naturally you don't have re-announce in Texas. Aaron Judge has done what he needed to do. He hit his 61st home run, and then he was able to relax. But it's New York, Davis. It's never enough. Everyone wants now him to break that record and get to 62, but he is running out of time. I mean, this, this is it. He's basically got two more days to do it. I don't think anybody's going to look back on it and say he didn't do it. It's tied with Maris. It's a fantastic record. 
but he's going to hypothetically, I would guess, have, uh, you know, eight full at-bats today unless he hits it in the first game and then they won't play him in the second game. You know that. Fantasy or reality, Aaron Judge will hit number 62 today. Probably eight shots at this at least. Um, well, first off, I just want to say, I mean, let's be realistic here. If he doesn't hit 62, he is going to regret that for the rest of his life. I mean, he is going to, every night when he falls asleep, uh, you know, his guy's going to be 74 years old and he's going to be waking up thinking about a hanging curve ball that Kobe Allard sent to him that he pulled, you know, six inches foul or whatever. Like if you, if you got to this point and we've made all this hubbub and you know, the, the clean record, the AL record, yada, yada, whatever. I've already given my opinion on that. Barry Bonds is the real home run leader for major league baseball, hit the ball over the fence the most times, but you know what? I'm going to say reality. They, uh, they've done, I mean, look for a credit to the Yankees for, for some smart baseball. They are leading Aaron judge off now because they want to maximize the total number of plate appearances that he is going to get. Very smart. Love that for them. And uh, he is going to hit in the third inning against Colby Allard. He is going to hit home run number 62 tonight against the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I'm going to say fantasy here. And and by the way, it may not be Judge's fault. I know that the Orioles took some heat over the weekend for sort of pitching around him. And there's been a lot of the Blue Jays did it too. Blue Jays did as well. Blue Jays did as well. I, I, I think the question that you have to ask yourself is it's very easy for us, Davis, to say to these pitchers that are facing Aaron Judge, who cares? Try to get him out. No one's ever going to remember that you gave I, up. I would say the other way. If I was pitching, I would throw him like an underhanded curve. Like I would just be like, dude, just do it. Like just take some batting practice. Well, that happened with Bonds. Um, Mike Bassick of the Washington Nationals sort of admitted after the fact. is like, if he's going to hit it out, you know, Mike Bassick had the most anonymous career you could ever imagine, but I remember that about him. I do think that somebody will remember if, if, you know, the the home run off judge. And I do think that there is some cowardice. I got to be honest with you. I think there's some cowardice. I don't think that these pitchers want to be part of it, which shows you why they've been pitching around him a little bit. It's going to depend. I mean, we could look up and down the Texas Rangers pitching staff. I see three or four guys that it wouldn't have probably this would be the best moment of their career. No disrespect. Totally. would remember if they actually did it. Now, not 10 guys, but three or four. Uh, I I don't know what the approach is. I I don't know how Texas is going to go about doing this, but I'm I'm hopeful that he does it. But I'm going to say fantasy. I I see cowards today. I see cowards pitching around him, and and I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to hit the home run. It's going to require somebody – with some stones to throw him some fastballs. We just are not seeing a lot of it. I think that's played a part as to why this has taken so long. All right, uh, new Black Panther uh, movie coming out in theaters thus far. I finally uh, did end up going back to the theater last month. I went to see that Minions movie or whatever it was, uh, prequel. I, I don't even remember it. My daughter wanted to see it. I took her to see it. Uh, naturally, the uh, you know the actor from these movies passed away tragically a few years ago. And Davis, I know, has been back to the theater, has seen a few movies, Top Gun, I think included in that, the Bond movie. Fantasy reality, you will go see this one, uh, Wakanda, in theaters. Fantasy or reality? Yeah, I got I got fantasy. I am not uh, I am not going back for this one. My my wife hates going to the movies, so it would have to be like either I'm going by myself or I'm going with a buddy or whatever. And uh, I just I'm just not a Marvel movie guy, but I mean, I literally have been saying this for years. Like I got to catch up. I got to go, you know, I got to just do a weekend Disney plus knock them all out, whatever. But I, I just am so far behind. I'm, I'm never going to catch up at this point. I'm, I, the, the only, really the only programming that I stay like to the minute caught up with is whatever comes out on Disney plus for, for star Wars. Um, you know, we'll see if star Wars ever goes back to the theater, but I got, I got fantasy here. I mean, I haven't even watched, the uh, the most recent episode of Rings of Power, the uh, the the Tolkien show on Amazon Prime, which is uh, a, a real roller coaster of an experience. Yeah, I have fantasy uh, as well. You know, this is just not one that I'm going to go see, and I've never been into the Marvel movies. I know I'm missing out, and everyone says the same thing, but it's going to take special movies for me to go see these things. So inevitably. I don't think that is the one. I, I would tell you that the one movie that I probably, Davis, would go see is, uh, I don't when, when does the new Avatar movie come out? Because I am definitely intrigued to see a movie that is a, is a uh, you know, a 20 year later type thing. You know, like, I, I think that one could be the one that I, I go check out. 
I believe that it is expected to come out. Uh, I, I believe it's this weekend. Um, yeah, if it's, coming, if it's not, if it's not, okay, let me avatar release date. I will, uh, I will figure this out. Uh, it yeah, is coming out December. You know, oh, it came out oh. December 16th, 2022. So there we go. And so they're doing, they're doing basically the same thing they did with the old one. Yeah. It's, it's Christmas Eve with the family, whatever you go and see it. I mean, I, my guess is I, there's a 0% chance my wife went to go see the original one. Now, I remember going to go see the original Avatar, for sure. I remember I went with my I went with my grandma and my cousins, and we saw mm-hmm. it. And it was like, you know, whatever. It was a whole movie-going experience. I will I will probably – I mean, I would like to go and see it. Like, uh, maybe not overnight or whatever. Cool. It is it, – I mean, the original Avatar was, like, not that good of a movie, like – but it was it was an experience, right? It was the first big three like, D mm-hmm. encompassing yeah. experience. They we have been literally we have been talking about these Avatar sequels for twenty freaking years. Like they, you know, it's it, it has been it has been in the ether of pop culture for that long. And oh, they're filming four of them at the same time, and it's going to be amazing. And you know, whatever we'll see. But I I would theoretically I would like to go see it. Yeah, we have James Cameron. I think is he he's the one that does these movies, right? Am I right yes. about that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy generally doesn't make really big duds, I don't think. So my guess is that it'll be decent at the very least. We will see about that. All right, early line is coming up in 10 minutes from now. Stay on the grid for that. And then we got Newswire at 2 o'clock Eastern. Scott Farrell at 3 o'clock Eastern. I'll be back for that show and filling in on that. And as a quick reminder... You can catch our show here on Fantasy Sports Day throughout the fantasy football season. If you're streaming somewhere, you got a new TV, maybe you popped on and found us here on Sports Grid. Uh, that's the way at least a lot of people are texting me. Hey, I just got a new TV, a, you know, Vizio, and found you there. We're on every day here, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. So uh, set your recorder or just stream us, watch us live. We're going to help you out throughout the fantasy football season. And if fantasy is not your thing and maybe it's sports betting, hopefully that's why you're here. Uh, as I mentioned, early line at noon and, and the Newswire. Eastern, so you can tune into that. We're going to have some great guests this afternoon. We'll talk about sports wagering in the United States and abroad. And then Scotty's got you covered until tonight and a big day. We've got afternoon games in Major League Baseball for the last time uh, this season. Every game tomorrow is played, by the way, 4 o'clock Eastern. They thought they would have this craziness to get to the postseason by, by throwing all the games at 4 o'clock Eastern. In theory, it sounded good, but everything could be cleaned up. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. As we get ready to wrap up the show, don't forget, we're right back here tomorrow with the waiver wire in fantasy football. That's 11 a.m. Eastern. Here's Davis and today's Sports Grid 60.
Got to be honest, I am a little bit frustrated with the Steelers' decision to start Kenny Pickett this week. They just had 10 days off after a Thursday night football loss where they got to go against the New York Jets. Presumably, Mitch Trubisky took the starters' reps for you know the entirety of those 10 days before they played the Jets. Who does Kenny Pickett get for his first NFL start? The Buffalo Bills, who are number two in the NFL in EPA per play on defense. They have made... Lamar Jackson's life miserable, like uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed. They, uh, they, if if you just took every quarterback against Buffalo, they would rank as the dead last starting quarterback in the league, even including that Lamar start. I think Pickett is long term, uh, pretty interesting player, but definitely expect him to struggle mightily this week against the Bills. Yeah, my uh, my take is on tight ends in fantasy football. Davis and I have covered this quite a bit, but. Uh, you know, having good seasons and actually a lot of points in both the leagues that I'm in, but the one spot that I went wrong was definitely the tight end, and that was the spot that I thought that I went right. I mean, in one league, I have Darren Waller, and meanwhile, this dude Hollins is getting all the targets, and then the other league, I have George Kittle, and this guy isn't even sniffing targets at all. I mean, I thought that I had one of the premier tight ends going into this fantasy football season, or at least had one of the two, and thought, hey, one works out, I'll be good in one league, the other, eh, not so much. But the Raiders just signed Darren Waller to a long-term extension, and George Kittle's probably one of the best tight ends in the game. So uh, if you can't hit on those tight ends being good, what really can you count on at that position? And the answer is not very many. Maybe Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and everybody else at the start of the season. That is for sure. All right, thanks to everybody for tuning in today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks to, of course, our friends at LTN and our great graphics department as well. Thanks to our producer, Brett Levy, for my co-host, Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. Coming up next is the early line, followed by Newswire. So I'll take a quick break and be back with you at 2 o'clock Eastern. Until then, hope you have a great rest of your day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews.